Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. We're in trouble. We're afraid that, um, that it's not really true, that he's not all the way good, or that he doesn't have our best interest at heart, but man, 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 he does. Will you, will you pray with me? Um, we're going to have our ushers to come down and give an offering together, and I just um, want to get my heart in the right place for that. God, thank you for just your goodness. Thank you that there's heat in here today, that, yeah, that you have met our needs. Um, God, you just, you just always take care of us. Uh, and sometimes it's through getting creative. Sometimes it's just, God, you just, you spoil us, honestly. So we just thank you for this place that we get to meet in, that we get to call home. Um, and we also recognize that um, it doesn't really matter where we're meeting. Because wherever we go, we're your church. And we just pray that you would bless us and give us favor. Uh, we give you this offering and pray that you would do kingdom things with it. We don't want to just do practical stuff. We just pray that that would increase and multiply so that we'd be able to go out into the world and show people who you are. Say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. You're not only welcome here, you're required here. Amen. We pray that you would come and just move in a powerful way with people. God, that you'd speak to them in whatever way that you speak to them. Pray that your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, they're going to pass those along. And uh, also, you're definitely able to give online. You're able to give through our app is probably the easiest way. And there's information in the program about that. Um, we would much appreciate it, of course. Um, it's just, it's a privilege to be able to partner in ministry and partner financially, partner with, with the work that God wants to do. And so we're just trying to ask him again and again, what is it that you want to do today, God? All right. I'm going to talk about sheep today. Yes, please. Una mas. Today's message is titled, Beep, Beep, I'm a Sheep. Beep, Beep, I'm a Sheep. Jesus is called the Good Shepherd. Uh, he's not just called this by other people, he actually calls himself this. Um, Jesus has seven different I am statements that he, um, that he describes himself as in the Gospel of John. If you're kind of new to the Bible, the New Testament parts of that second half, um, we have the Old Testament, which is, you know, this is before the time of Jesus. And then the entire New Testament is this new covenant. It's a, really a new way of doing everything. Because when Jesus came along, he kind of changed everything. And so certain things that were a certain way in the Old Testament, now that Jesus is here, 
uh, it works differently. And he kind of turned a lot of things on their head. The way that things used to be, um, they're not working anymore. And he wants to do a new thing. And so in the New Testament, we have the first four books are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are four Gospels. The Gospel just means an account. It's an account of what happened. It's the story of Jesus' birth, His life and the ministry that He did, His death, His resurrection, His ascension. And then it continues on in the book of Acts and throughout all the way to Revelation about what happened after Jesus left. That He said, I'm leaving, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaving you with the greatest gift ever. That you're not going to be alone. You're going to have my Holy Spirit with you. And you're going to do even greater things than I did. And so he says about himself in this Gospel of John, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He says, I'm the bread of life. He says, I am the light of the world. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is known as the way. He's also known for me as the way out. He says, I am the gate, and I am the door. That no one gets to enter into the Father's presence unless they go through me. He also says this, that I am the good shepherd. In John chapter 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He doesn't just say, I am the shepherd. He says, I'm the good shepherd. And I believe he's saying this because there's a bad shepherd. Because there's a shepherd who isn't, um, who isn't tending to sheep, he's tending to goats. If you're familiar with any kind of satanic imagery, you know, that took a turn, didn't it? <laughs> it's a goat. It's a goat head. Um, the symbol that is used for, for satanic cults, it's a, a head of a goat. And there is a bad shepherd who is in charge of these goats. Um, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. There's a bad shepherd. Satan, um, there are satanic rituals and all sorts of insane things. and They, they have everything to do with, um, with the goats laying their lives down for Satan. They have everything to do with uh, being killed for him. And Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Because God is good. The word gospel means good news. He says, I'm the good shepherd. And I, I do things differently than they used to happen. And I do things differently than than they currently happen. Sometimes we end up following a bad shepherd. In John chapter 10, it says, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, 
Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. Again, he's the gate. If anybody tries to become a sheep, get in with the sheep through some other way, they have to go through me. If they don't go through the gate, if they don't go through the gate, then they are up to no good. That that's a wolf in sheep's clothing. That that is a... That's a thief, a robber. Jesus is talking about our spiritual enemy. We have this enemy named Satan, and he is the prince of darkness. He hates God, and he hates God's people. That enemy that we have, his mission, his mission is to steal things, it's to kill things, it is to destroy things. And it is everything to him to hurt the things that matter to the heart of God. Um, You have to admit that there is a present power of evil in this world that is still, to this day, destroying a lot of things that matter to God. There's a lot of people who are sick. There's a lot of families who are in serious trouble. There are a lot of kids who are um, making have life and have it to the full. I want that life to the full. Um, there's, a, there's a place that you have to get to, I believe, with, with Jesus, where you're recognizing you get it that, wait a second, okay, there's, there's life, like I'm living, I'm breathing, I'm waking up, uh, I'm, I'm going to work, I'm, I'm coming home, I'm doing stuff with the, the kids' sports, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm making dinner, I'm, I'm waking up in the morning, I'm living, And some of us are living, but we're not living a life to the full. And he says, no, I want you to have life. Like, I want you to have real everlasting life, something more than just just breathing. He says, I'm the good shepherd. In this metaphor, we're the sheep. We're the sheep. His desire is that we sheep would have a life to the full, a satisfying life, a rich life. Sheep are mentioned more than any other animal in the, in the Bible. Uh, they're mentioned over 400 times in Scripture. Dogs are only mentioned 44 times. Cats are mentioned zero. <laughs> Unless you count lions. But it says Satan's the one that roars around like, goes around like a roaring lion. I'm not saying cats are satanic. But I am saying that like, there, there's one animal that will eat you if you die in the house and you're laying there, and, it, and, there's, and then there's dogs that won't do that. Sheep, though. Sheep, sheep, sheep. There are challenges. Um, there's challenges of being sheep. Sheep are, um, sheep are kind of a mess. Sheep are kind of a mess, so it's an interesting animal that we're picked to represent. Um, one of the things about sheep that uh, I identify with very closely is that sheep get lost easily. Sheep get lost easily. Um, in Isaiah chapter 53, it says, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. 
each of us has turned to our own way, where we're kind of wandering away from the sheepfold, we're wandering away from the group, looking for something better a lot of times, looking for something different a lot of times, and so we, we wander off, and sometimes we find ourselves lost. Sheep are easily lost. Another thing about sheep that is a, a major bummer is that sheep honestly are defenseless. Sheep don't have fangs. Sheep don't have horns. They don't have claws. They're not poisonous. They can't blend into stuff. They are defenseless. I was once, um, you know, I was trying to pet some sheep. At a, a friend of mine has, a, her parents have a farm in Indiana. And um, we went over to, I don't know, I, I, was a, uh, I was a city folk, I guess, and I didn't know all of the, I didn't know that that fence was electric, for one. And I said, be careful, be careful around that fence, you're going to, as soon as I said what, I turned, and I got, I got slammed right in my butt by a goat. And I turned around this guy, and it was Satan's image himself looking back at me. Goats, man, goats are not defenseless. Goats are built for hurting things. Goats will eat aluminum cans. They'll eat, like, they're just, they're wild. Sheep, though, they don't have fangs, claws. They're defenseless like us. Without protection, without protection, we're dead if it comes down to it. And so we need the sheepfold. We need the, the sheep around, and the sheep in, in our case is the body of Christ. It's those other people around us who are able to have our back when, when maybe we're in a vulnerable spot. And we need a shepherd. In this, in this image, in this story, it's Jesus. Another thing about sheep that is a struggle is this, that sheep are very stubborn. Sheep are very stubborn. One of the things that, um, you know, the, the entire reason why the shepherd's crook, you know, the, the long hook, the reason it exists is because they get stuck everywhere. And sheep don't have reverse. Put it in reverse, Terry. Sheep don't. They'll get stuck in between two rocks or trees or in uh, a thorn bush. And so they have to be grabbed out. And if you don't want to get yourself all cut up and everything, you have a long crook to be able to grab it and pull and get him out. Because it's not, you're like, just back up. All you got to do is back up. Like all, all you would have to do, you're just only going forward. And they're just, uh, some of you are sitting next to that person right now. Like... You're like, all you have, what do you, beep, beep, sheep are filthy, sheep are filthy, um, if you've ever been around one in person, they're nasty, um, it is like a, it's, it's, they're forming dreadlocks at all times, like they are just, if you're, if you've ever experienced like on TV or in pictures, like a brilliant, white, beautiful sheep, that's a TV sheep. 
that thing has been recently pressure washed. Like they don't exist like that. that. They have no ability to clean themselves. They don't have any way of doing it. Because they're defenseless and they're kind of dumb and they're stubborn and they're filthy. There's no nice way to say it, but there, there's reasons why we're called sheep in this story in every way. That that's the way that we are in the eyes of God on our own. We're filthy. And we have no way of cleaning ourselves up whatsoever. We needed a Savior to be able to clean us in that spiritual way. And so somebody, you might know someone who said, well, he's a really good person. Or they're a good boy, they're a good girl, she's nice. But in the eyes of God, every one of us is... We're dirty. And there's no possible way to get something clean without getting something else dirty. And so Jesus got himself dirty. You clean up something with a paper towel, you might clean up this surface, but now you have a new dirty thing, right? Jesus said the only way for them to actually get clean is for something else to get dirty. And so I'm going to take their filth. I'm going to take their sin. I'm going to take their, their dirt onto myself so that they can be clean and new. Sheep need a shepherd and we need a savior. They need a shepherd and we need a savior. That's why it's really, really, really good news when Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. So that, because he's so good, he would lay down his life for his sheep. I want to go through four qualities that I find in Jesus, and anybody can find if you read through this story, but four qualities about this good shepherd and what makes a good shepherd good. Like, why is he good? Some of you might be in that spot of going like, I don't really know if God is actually good. Um, he hasn't done this for me, or this hasn't happened, or that hasn't happened. I'm going to tell you why I believe that God is good. He guides. The good shepherd guides. It says in Psalm 23, He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. John 10, verse 2, it says, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they'll never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. You know, if I have a, a room full of people. Imagine there's a room with 50 women, and my wife is one of those women, and everybody is talking. You could blindfold me, and I would be able to find my wife. I know her voice. I don't care how many people there are. I, I know her voice. I'm able to recognize it. If you don't recognize someone's voice... It's because either you haven't known them long enough or you haven't spent enough time with them. God's voice is, um, and I, I know when I talk about that, that can, 
that can seem strange because some people say, well, what, do you mean like an audible voice? Yeah, it can be an audible voice. Um, it can be an audible voice. Some people get that. Some people, though, the voice is through his word. It's through reading scripture. Uh, for some people, the voice of God comes through dreams and visions. Uh, you would go to sleep and you're given some kind of a... Have you ever had a super detailed dream about something that just kind of answers things? You wake up, you're like, I was struck. You, you solved something in your sleep. I believe that's where God is speaking to you in that time. That that's His voice you're hearing. God can speak to us through other people. It'll be another person. You're like, well, that's just Phil from down the street. But he was speaking Jesus to me. Another thing about the way that he guides us is that he call, it says he calls us by name. He calls us by name. You know, I, I still, I think it, I just find it funny. Um, I had an experience years ago where um, I was at an event with uh, Crossroads Church. Um, Brian Tome is the pastor of Crossroads Church. Um, they have like, a, I mean, it's, it's 20-something thousand people across multiple different campuses. It's just a crazy thing. It's like, I, I can't even imagine that many people. And I attended an event, and, you know, I have met Brian Tome, their pastor, before, and um, we, we've talked at different points and things about whatever. Um, we've partnered over the years with different things, but honestly, I just always thought, you know, they're it's a church with like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Um, and so it has to be like, I, I was super surprised when it seemed like he looked at me and recognized me. And then he said, oh, hey, Ryan, what's up, man? I'm like, you know my freaking name? Like, and I said, I, I just was surprised that you knew my name. He's like, of course, he's like, I don't know everybody's name, but you made an impact on me at some point. He shared a, another story that had to do with, um, with bourbon and camping and um, wild stuff that I have to tell you about another time. God knows my name too. That God knows your name. That it doesn't matter how many billions are on this planet, that God knows your name. A good shepherd knows the name of his sheep and they know his voice. Another thing about good shepherds so a good shepherd guides us. Another thing that he does is he provides. He provides. Psalm chapter 23, from the, the perspective of a sheep, let's try and get into a sheep mindset. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. The thing about sheep is they don't lie down very often. Things have to be going really, 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 really right for a sheep to lie down. Because they're defenseless. They're constantly... I mean, they're, they're able to be attacked. They are... Um, you know, things have to be going really, 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 really well for a sheep to feel calm enough to lay down. And he says, 
He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Sheep have to be well fed for that to happen. They have to be getting along with the other sheep because other sheep will come along and mess with them. And so there's always something happening. How many of your lives are going super well except for that freaking jerk that you have in your life? They have to feel safe before they're going to take it easy and rest. But in the presence of the good shepherd, the sheep are free to rest in that place. He opens up that opportunity for them. Leads them beside quiet waters. Another goofy thing about sheep, they won't drink from fast-moving streams. They won't drink from violent-moving waters of any kind. Everything has to be kind of calm. Another thing about a good shepherd, so he guides us, he provides for us, but he also corrects us. He corrects us. His hands also heal. Now, a lot of us have that picture, maybe you know about uh, the stories of shepherds with sheep. That uh, do, we have a pic- do we have those pictures at all, of sh- like a sheep on someone's shoulders? Is that? I don't know if I'd put those in there. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to mime it. That's all right. You've probably seen the images of a sheep up on a shepherd's shoulders being carried. Um, The classic story is that, and this is in the Old Testament, shepherds would wound their sheep who was gone astray. They had the rod and the staff. So the staff is to get them out of the out of the sticker bush, but the rod was to, it was a a custom in some places for them to smack the sheep on the leg and they would, they would break the leg of the sheep so that um, it wouldn't be able to wander off anymore and that it could heal and have to stay close to the shepherd. Um, And a lot of people have carried this, this story and this way of doing things into the New Testament. Um, Jesus corrects in different ways now. It's one of those areas where things are not the same as they used to be. There's a new covenant. Jesus has a new way of doing things. And one thing I want you to hear is that Jesus does not wound. He doesn't wound us so that we can learn something. He doesn't harm us in some way so that we can be fixed later. He does it in a different sense. Sometimes you have to be corrected so that you can so that you can keep on living. Sometimes that correction looks like getting busted for something where you are busted in your sin. Sometimes that correcting looks like a friend having a hard conversation with you about stuff that they see in your life that they don't think is healthy. Sometimes that correction is just the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And so you start to know and hear and feel like, I can't, why am I doing, I don't want to do this anymore. Why am I, why do I keep on going back to this? In the book of Proverbs, it says, like a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Like, why would, why did dogs do Why do we do it? 
Why do we go back to stuff that we know is disgusting, that we know is unhealthy, that we know is not good for us? A friend of mine uh, always told a story about one of his sons. They were at a park and they were throwing football together and um, it was a part of this, it was at Miami Whitewater Park. Um, There are cars that sometimes can kind of fly through at different places. Um, And he's playing football with his his sons and the one younger son uh, is running out for a pass because he's saying to go long and he's getting things ready but he's like no not that long stop 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 and he keeps running and he can see a car coming this way and he's just envisioning his son getting hit by this car and so it's like his his highlight real greatest story of all time because he's like I hit him right between the numbers and he made a choice that he was going to absolutely drill this little kid with the ball And he nailed him, knocked him down on the ground, and he's like, you're welcome. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes we have to be corrected in a certain way so that we can keep on living. Hebrews 12 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And so he, he, you know, he guides us, he provides for us, he corrects us. He also, another thing about it that I love is that he protects us. A good shepherd protects us. Psalm 23 says, even though I walk through the valley, the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, which is something that they do for sheep to keep fly larvae off of them. This was the pesticides at the time. He says, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus tells us a parable later on about uh, what this shepherd looks like in the kind of way that he is. And he, he, he says that if he had a hundred sheep that he was in charge of, that he loved and he cared for, that he would, he would leave all of them if he, if, if he had to go after a missing one. He's counting, there's only 99 There's one missing, and does he let the one go? No, the good shepherd goes and he finds his lost sheep. He goes and he finds his lost sheep, and does he go and find that lost sheep and then hit it with a rod and break its leg? That sheep. We sang a song that said it's the kindness that leads us to repentance. And it's that kindness of some of us Some of us are worried about getting the leg broken. Some of us are worried about, you know, maybe I'll have to give up things in my life. Maybe maybe you're lost. Maybe you're that one. Remember that story hit me like a ton of bricks in the best way possible when I was about 20 years old. 
I heard that story for the first time and was asking questions about it. I was in uh, an alpha setting um, in a class at the Tri-County Vineyard and they talked about the 99 sheep and the one that he would leave the 99 behind. Why? Because they're, they're, they're okay. They're safe. They're not lost. But that one, that baby, is precious. And he's not going to let it go, no matter what. And me at the time, I had felt like I was lost forever. Like I was one of the people too who would say, I'm not lost, I'm exploring. <laughs> I'm off here. But deep down in my soul, I just felt lost all the time. And that clicking moment of recognizing of what it meant that he wasn't going to leave me behind, that he was going to, and that he wasn't showing up to hit me. That he wanted to throw me over his shoulders and tell me everything was all right. And why did I wander off? And he's going to take care of me. He's going to bring me back. He's going to feed me. And I'm going to get to know his voice more and more and more. I was the one. Maybe you feel like you're the one. Today is uh, just to tell you that he's a good shepherd and he's, he's also the hound of heaven. And he is after you. Will you guys just pray with me? Jesus, thank you so much for, for just loving us the way that you do. For making us clean. For providing for us. For making a way for protecting us from the enemy, for being the truth. And that in the truest of true, you just love your babies. And that you don't want to let even a single one of us escape alone, feeling unwanted or unloved or forsaken or lost. or You know when we're scared, you know, when we're lonely. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. Are you the one? He'd leave 99, come and find you. Lord Jesus, would you make us highly findable? You let us know that we don't have to hide, that we're safe with you, that you have something better for us. You promise that life to the full. Had any of us who are flirting with the enemy in some way, that we would know the truth that he just comes to steal and kill and destroy. Thank you for making us sheep and not goats. Thank you for making us 
the type of beings who need to be protected, who need to be saved, who need to be cleaned, who need to be loved, who need to be nurtured. And I'm praying that for everyone in this room. You're the best, Jesus. Thank you for being a good shepherd. pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. Um, Be good sheep this week. I hope I see you soon. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.